Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, live from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. Boy, I tell you, what an introduction to that. Welcome, everybody, to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And uh, we want to welcome everybody to our debut show back on the air again, along with our fabulous show producer, Robin Cote, and uh, also my brand new co-host, Mel Alva. Mel, how are you? I'm great. Thank great. you for having me uh, here. You, you guys are good. We're just going to have a great time here. One of the things that we want to be able to do, again, and people may ask, well, what is Boxcar Universe? Well, Boxcar Universe is the universe where people and in droves are calling, looking to build container homes and lead a more sustainable lifestyle. And I think that's one of the things that everybody is very uh, aware of now, especially in the state of our economy, where people do not want to waste money. They don't want to buy things that are maybe frivolous, unless, of course, you've got, you know, millions and millions to spend. But, you know, for the most part, the average person wants to be able to live comfortably. And I think that's most important. And for those of you out there thinking, well, container homes, well, I don't know about that. You know, and I've gotten all kinds of questions. I got basically involved with doing container homes earlier this year. And what people are looking for, um, they want to know the nuts and bolts of it. And that's what we're here at Boxcar Universe. We're going to be able to explain to you basically, you know, the sustainable lifestyle and how you could live in. Well, how do I design it? How do I build it? What goes into it? And that's one of the things that I think Mel has got a great insight in because she's got many years experience on, you know, being an interior designer. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that experience? Sure. Uh, so yeah, I am a professional interior designer uh, with over 22 years experience in both residential and commercial design, along with uh, construction project management. It's always nice to have a female in the industry. We uh, tend to look a little bit more uh, in detail at uh, projects. Um, I've worked on all types of projects, uh, spanning from small residential to large, uh, 30,000 square foot plus homes. Um, and on the commercial side of things, simple TI projects to restaurants, large medical and assisted living to multifamily new builds. Um, after graduating from design school, I started my first design firm back in 2000. And uh, in 2007, I opened up a retail design furniture store out in the West Valley. And in 2016, I opened Alva Interiors, and currently our office is located in Central Phoenix. You know, and I think that's important in the way of well, people are looking for guidance. And I think that's one of the things that we're here for, that information, because it's a relatively, and it's been around for a while, it's been relatively new, uh, a concept to be able to get into. And I think judging from some of the cities and some of the builds that we're actually working on right now, each municipality, not just in Arizona, Maricopa County, but around the country, 
are, are some are behind the eight ball, so to speak, or behind the curve in other communities or more uh, pro. Uh, let's hey, let's take a look at this kind of living, especially in some of the communities that actually need low cost living. And there are, of course, there are ways to build containers in a low cost. But on the other hand, too, we kind of specialize with high tech container homes and some of the the you know, those really cool things that you could put in a regular home. But when you put them in a container home, because you have that limited amount of space, it's it's so very important. That's why I think your profession and what you could bring to the table is so important because you do have a limited amount of space, but, you know, we still want to have those things in the containers to be able to, you know, live comfortably. And yeah. I think that's, I think that's important. Now there's, um, For those of you out there who may not have listened to my show, I've been on the radio here, you know, and with with Robin for many, many years, actually since way back on Star Worldwide Network since 2013, but we've been doing radio since 2005, and then we've also done uh, a lot of TV work. I was the DIY expert on Sonora Living for a couple of years back in the day in my early days, and then we've gone into doing a couple of different local uh, home remodel shows, as well as the TV version of my radio, my own radio show, Image Home Improvement Show, which is the forerunner to Boxcar Universe. And I think that's uh, the experience that I've had in the remodel industry is going to be super important, as well as, you know, the company that I'm working with now, High Tech Container Homes, which we're going to have a, a an interview with the owner and CEO, Ben Powers, a little bit later in the show. But uh, we want to take a few minutes out uh, when we come back from the break. We're going to be talking a little bit about some of those sustainable lifestyle products and services that you need to consider when you're putting together a container home. So I want everybody to stay tuned. We're listening to Boxcar Universe on Star Worldwide Networks. Don't go away. Living a sustainable lifestyle is by choice. You may ask yourself, where do I begin? How about taking a look at your energy consumption, specifically your lighting? Here are some facts about how LED lighting can save you money from Ken Ross, Regional Sales Manager for Premier Lighting. Did you know replacing incandescent light bulbs with an LED lighting can not only cut your energy usage, but also keep things cooler at home? LED stands for Light Emitting Diode. These have a lower power consumption than even fluorescents and have a 30 to 50,000 hour lifespan. Compare that to about 1,000 hours with a standard incandescent. Sounds like a lot of savings to me. What can we save you? To find out how much you can save, give Premier Lighting a call at 480-699-3534 or check them out on the web at shoppremier.com. I'm Mel Alva with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion meets design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at alvainteriorsaz, and on Instagram at alvainteriors.
All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks, and we're talking with uh, Mel Alva, who's my co-host, for those of you who might have missed the first segment, and we're talking a little bit about the interior design, that things that go into creating a container home. Mel, tell us a little bit about some of the things that we need to consider. Well, first, uh, let me just say, uh, good design can really change the way you live especially when it comes to container homes or living in small spaces. Um, it's really important to make sure that you have multi-use uh, furniture or items that can be used um, for def- you know, different things, uh, whether it's a coffee table that has storage in it, um, whether it's a dining room table that can you know, fold down um, to save some of that space, maybe a fold-down desk that's maybe wall-mounted that you can kind of Put in prop back up. Um, so you really want to just make sure that you're getting the most out of your space. There's also options when it comes to um, insulating the container homes. You don't necessarily have to do it from the inside. You actually can, you know, insulate uh, from the outside. Right. And that's one important thing you need to remember. I have that question posed to me many, many times. Insulating the inside of a container, people think, oh, my God, I've seen what they look like. Well, how do they do it? Now, we did a model container office here in Phoenix, which is available for anyone who'd like to go see it. They just need to touch base with me, and you could send me an email at steve.imagehome at yahoo.com, and we could meet, and I could show you the container to show you exactly what might be possible. And when you're inside of it, it really doesn't look any different. But it's what had gone into it because when people see it, like, oh, my God, it's a it's a steel-structured container. The insulation on the inside of the container is much like you would have if you did a stick-built home where you could actually – what we like to do is, like, we blow – once the the, uh, the electric and any of the other wiring and ductwork and everything else, plumbing and everything else that needs to go in, we go back in and we spray foam insulation in. So you're getting the, the proper foam insulation just like you would if it was in a regular home. One of the other things that you could also do, like you had mentioned, Mel, is that there are ways to to actually insulate from the outside. Now, one of the, one of my friends who actually owns a business down in Tucson, actually they they can come by and spray your house with cork, and it's a cork. It's 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 uh, harvested. I believe it was in Venezuela. And they bring it up and you spray it and it looks like cork and it's super thin and they spray it just pretty much like they would spray your house. But the insulating value of it is just phenomenal where they Mm -hmm. did some tests down in Tucson where they had um, a commercial building that had no insulation on the inside. They sprayed the outside of the building and it was people just could not believe it. So that is one thing. And the one thing we're always thinking of is, again, space. Because when you're dealing with the space on the inside, you know, if you frame out a wall on the inside of a container, yeah, you're going to have three and a half inches worth of foam because it's going to be a two by four frame. But there are other systems that will actually save you inches and give you the same amount of insulating value. So, I mean, that's that's super important. Yeah, absolutely. But um, what's some of the other things that we're looking at? Let's talk about um, some of the plumbing issues that um, have arised. Uh, have you uh, discovered anybody talking about like the tankless um, toilet systems or like the eco-friendly 
uh, that's kind of important also. And then solar is another one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, some of the, the water systems, because people will turn around and they'll say, well, the first question I said, well, where where can we put it? Okay, I'm like, okay, so, because we get calls all over the country. So we need to know exactly, the first of all, where do you live? You know, and if you live in Maricopa County, okay, what city you're in? And then we want to be able to know, well, do you own the land or not own the land? And then you get into the utilities aspect of it. You know, does the property have electric, sewer, or or, or septic or water? Right. Now, if they don't have any, then we have to go back and figure out, okay, well, what are we going to do in talking about, you know, the septic part of it? I think of any water-saving, you know, feature that you could add to the unit is going to be a value, especially when people want to get off the grid. Right. And I think that's where that would come in, you know, that would come into a, a uh, the most value of, of taking a look at, well, what am I going to put in there? Because it's it, it's a little more involved when you plan out stuff like this, but when it's done, it's, I mean, some of these container homes that you see around the country is just unbelievable. People can't believe that it's a container home. Right, exactly. And here's the, the benefit to the plumbing uh, situation is if they did uh you know, uh, water tanks and they have Holland type water. Um, there are options for you to have that container in very remote locations. So, you know, if you are somebody that loves to camp or maybe you have some property up north that you want to put a container home at, you have options to do that. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. What some of the other things that, you know, we want to talk about too is, you know, talk about bringing the power to your property. Let's talk about energy savings because, as we all know, price of gas went up, air food went up, electric went up. And one of the things that we want to be able to do is whether you have an older actual stick built home, but when you're building a container home, you want to be able to make it as sustainable as possible. LED lighting is one of the things that, you know, go hand in hand with solar. Because it, you're going to be able to save a lot of money. And people say, well, can I put solar on, you know, on a container home? Absolutely. You could absolutely do that. And it's not just, you know, people think of a container home as, well, is it, you know, one, one you know, container? It could be. But on the other hand, it doesn't have to be because people are still looking to call, you know, they call and say, well, you know, I want to build a 1,600 square foot home. How do I, how do, I do that? You know, and we've got some great architects at high-tech container homes where we can actually go back in and you tell us you need 1,600 square feet. How do you want it configured? What do you want the house to look like? Because we do have certain things that we need to adhere to. Uh, they come in, you know, basically 8 by 40s for the most part, and, and they're 8 foot high. But what we use is the 8 by 40s by 10 foot high because we need that extra space up in the ceiling to run electric and, you know, air conditioning lines and stuff like that. But we want to be able to bring and utilize, if we bring solar into the into the home, we want to be able to utilize, you know, the special LED lighting that they have, which, you know, the bulbs basically, they could last forever, you know. And um, again, well, where do we go look for those things? You know, there's a lot of different places that you go. One of the companies that I would recommend that actually is um, – out there, and it could be found in Scottsdale, is Premier Lighting. 
And my good friend Ken Ross is the regional manager out there, and he could actually help you and guide you through the maze of the different types of LED lighting and sustainable features in all kinds of different lightings in different kinds of ceiling fans and stuff like that because you can put that type of material in a container home. Right. Which I think is important. So, um, but again, the solar aspect is, is so very important. And then electronics, you know, think about electronics. Uh, there are a lot of different things you can do. I mean, if you go online and you look for the different things that you could put in your home, it now that you have, you could put some of those things in a container home easily. You know, with the planning that goes into it, uh, we could build you a, a a basic container. On the other hand, we can go back and do something really cool and nifty. You know, with you know electronics. You know, they have uh, remotes for everything. I mean, it's just amazing. You could you can completely automate your entire home, which is going to help you keep that bill every month, you know, when it comes, when the electric bill comes in, especially in Arizona, when, you know, we've just, I think we've gone past the, the rough part of the year now, and it's going to start to get a little cooler. So it's going to be a little nicer to be outside and enjoy yourself. But yeah, a lot of these different things, you can actually go out and, and just supply your home with, you know, energy that is within your budget. And I think that's the most important one to be able to do. But um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we are going to talk with the CEO and owner of High Tech Container Homes. And we're going to be talking a little bit about getting some insight into some of the things that uh, Ben has gotten uh, phone calls on and some of the areas that we're working on on uh, container homes. So I want everybody to stay tuned. You're listening to Boxcar Universe on Star Worldwide Networks. This is Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe. With today's trend to live a more sustainable lifestyle, you definitely want to choose a container home company you can trust. High-tech containers can give you that peace of mind. Their knowledgeable staff can guide you through the process of achieving your dream, your own container home. From design to completion, from basic to high-tech, contact them today at hightechcontainers.com or give them a call at 623-980-3862. That's 623-980-3862. Hello, my name is Sean with Mr. Electric, and I have a safety tip for you today. Aluminum wiring. If you have warm receptacles, or maybe even receptacles that only work sometimes, and maybe even a small smoke trail that comes up from the top of your outlet, this may indicate that you have aluminum wiring in your house. A survey by the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission shows that homes built before 1972 and wired with aluminum branch circuits are 55 times more likely to have one or more wire connections at an outlet reach what's called a fire hazard condition than homes that were wired with copper only. The problem is the connection of the aluminum wire to copper devices or wiring. When aluminum and copper come together, the result over time is oxidization or rust. And over time, this condition creates resistance to the flow of electricity, causing the connections to overheat. The longer the time goes, the worse this condition gets. If you have aluminum wiring, bring in a licensed electrician to educate you on the use of AFCI breakers, which sense electrical arcs and also Consumer Product Safety Commission approved methods of connectors to greatly improve the quality of the aluminum connections in your home. 
Remember, at Mr. Electric, we are just a phone call or a click away. You can reach us at 480-503-1339 or on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. And remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And uh, we're trying to give everybody a little bit of idea about what it takes to build a, a container home. You know, and we use Boxcar as the old adage, you know, uh, for for container homes. And uh, people used to use, you know, used to see the, you know, the old TV mail that we used to watch, and you see the boxcars where the guys are jumping in on and off. That's... Boxcar. I actually saw some of those old cars up in Grand Canyon. Are you trying to say I'm old? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you might have done in your research because you, I know you do great research that you want to be able to go and do that. God knows I would never do that. <laughs> God, Robin, save me. No, just kidding. Uh, but no, we want to bring on. We want to bring on the line right now. We have Ben Powers from High Tech Container Homes, and uh, I've been working closely with Ben. Uh, earlier this year. Ben, how are you this morning? I'm pretty good. It's day day two, I think, of COVID, so I'm I'm teetering. Oh, but, uh, okay. Well, I hope you get well quick. Thank you. But um, tell our listeners a little bit about high-tech container homes and uh, what, you know, some of the calls that we've been getting, because I know we've been getting uh, a wide variety of calls, not just from people here in Arizona, but also from around the country. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I think the 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 biggest call that I get is always about how much can they get a place to live because what's happening right now in Arizona and a lot of other states, but not of all other states, is you can't really find anything livable for sub two hundred fifty three hundred thousand. And so that we can come in and do something for one hundred forty hundred eighty thousand uh, in just a simple livable space opens up owning property and owning a home to people that just don't have that option right now. Yeah. And that's so very important, especially with, you know, people not, not knowing where, you know, what their, uh, their job is going to take them, especially with the economy. You know, nowadays people are very uh, aware and as well as, you know, you know, financing is another qu quick issue that, you know, we want to be able to touch on because there are, uh, we get the question about financing, you know, is it easier to finance a container home or, or, you know, or a stick built home? What do you find that um, people that you spoke to about, about the financing aspect of it? A lot of people are, are and have to be in a position to pay cash for a big chunk of it. Financing is possible, but what are, what our initial goal is because of the way the FHA loans like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and whatever, they can't finance a shipping container home because there aren't three shipping container homes in a specific radius for the, um, I'm going to blank, blank on the word now, when you uh, estimate how much a, a house is worth. Comps. And reference them. You want to have, they have to have three in an area to get, get comps. So this way they have a basis for, uh, going back and, and giving you giving you how much money they're going to give you. Right. So if they can't find comps to uh, provide on the actual FHA loan, 
then they can't process the FHA loan. And as far as I'm aware, and I've had it explained to me that way several times from several realtors and finance people, that's the only limitation for getting those loans for, a, for container homes. So right now we're in a position up in Williams where we're trying to build a second and third uh, version of the same house that we're building so that we can open up uh, open it up for people to be able to finance through those government assisted loans. Yeah, and it's and it, again, I think that's one of the major questions, you know, with the people I've spoken to as well, because, you know, sometimes people call, and Mel, you probably see this too when you think about when people call for interior design work, you know, they're, it's like a, a kid going in a candy store. They want to do all these grandiose things, but they only have so much money, you know, change in their pocket. That's right. You know, and I think that's that's important. They need we try and bring, you know, sense to the whole system in this way. Understand, I think uh, a lot of people that I've spoken to, they don't understand the the whole details about what it goes through. And then again, like you, it just it's part of the consultation, right? You know, so I think that's important. But um, Ben, tell us a little bit about you know when people come and they call you and they say, uh, well, I want to build a 1,600 square foot home. Um, when it comes to the design aspect of it, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, the people that you have, you know, doing the design work and creating these these beautiful steel mammoths, which can be, you know, like Mel and I were talking during the break, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be all one level. It could be stacked. It could be put in a different, you know, some really cool different kind of positions to be able to look at. And, uh, you can also create amazing outdoor space with those container homes and having a beautiful deck coming off the living room. Um, so you really get that indoor-outdoor living. Exactly. I mean, you could do that. I mean, the one container home that uh, I was interested in that uh, one of the callers called in was a, a, a home that was a container home was built by a firefighter in Denver and it was nine containers and it was a it was it was all DIY and when you looked at it it was just it was just amazing it had all the design aspects that Mel you were talking about with you know different angles so you you were able to do different things with the outside space um unfortunately I didn't see they didn't have any interior uh pictures but i'm sure with the different designs especially when you stack them people don't think that you can have vaulted ceilings when you know when a container home well you sure can depending on how it's designed and put into place you could have a vaulted ceiling you could have lofts you could have all those kind of cool things and i mean you could do all kinds of nifty things with interior design with that that's right yeah so but uh, tell us a little bit about the design aspect uh ben about you know, what high tech does and how we go about doing that? I mean, mostly the conversations that I have are, are mitigating expectations of people wanting to build mansions with these things. So I, I start by trying to get them to simplify what they want. And you touched on it a little bit earlier. Uh, the most important thing is designing it around so that you are, it's a, a live inside outdoor uh, type of space. Because if, if you do it that way and have canopies and whatever else, especially in Arizona, it it ends up being a, a much different vibe than sitting inside a, a tube, right? 
And so I think the biggest thing and the biggest advantage to people that are like, should I do this or should I uh, do something else uh, is a lot of the tiny homes are made from a, a like a polycarbonate, basically plastic. Uh, so to compare the other tiny home options that are coming out, even even boxable is not sustainable. They're using all all traditional materials. The way that they're they're building it out, uh, those those things aren't aren't going to last um, the same as a, a steel container, right? And so <clears throat> the the biggest advantage I think for people that are seriously considering it is it necessarily unless they're putting it like a grandmother suite or a mother in law suite in their backyard. That's a that's a great opportunity for for metropolitan areas but uh the fact is there are five or ten thousand dollar plots of land all over rural areas of arizona that are are just simply not buildable uh for traditional purposes but you could get containers up there pretty easily and uh design around it um and the and the high-tech part of all of this is interesting because this point forward everything's just going to get more and more efficient and uh being able to be ready to build those things in like the smart toilets with the bags and we're uh instead of you know having to build septic or being able to connect into uh traditional uh municipality plumbing services um we're in talks with a um, a solar inventor who, I mean, I, I guess I can say what it is because he has a whole system for it. But anyway, part of why uh, solar panels are inefficient is when uh, all that energy is being soaked up by the battery, the battery starts heating up uh, and then the battery loses its, its efficiency because it gets too hot to continue filling up. So what this guy has done is he has a dual battery system. So as soon as the battery A uh, heats up too much uh, it switches to battery b and doesn't lose any efficiency and his early math is that this simple system of just being you know clever with technology uh reduces the need of 60 solar panels to six solar panels and that opens up um just a, a world of that's just amazing I mean that's a, that's a, that's a drastic change, and plus, again, you know, with dealing with space and solar panels, you know, depending on what you're going to do, you have to position them right. But you know, p positioning six is a lot easier than positioning sixty. You know, I mean, that's just amazing, just amazing. So, <clears throat> so yeah, a lot of a lot of things like this, and a lot of inventors are plugging away at different things. They're just not getting financed. Um, and so I've been a part of a different, a, a couple different entrepreneur enterprise groups where we're starting to meet people who are, who are trying to bring these new technologies to market, but, um, they get blocked by all kinds of red tape. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, Mel brought up a good, good point for it. Cause like, you know, when people are talking about, you know, what type of containers and Mel, you, tell us a little bit about you know, the question of what do we do? What what kind of containers are there? Because not all shipping containers are the same. Exactly. Um, and I think uh, what we need to just be aware of uh, are the chemicals that are being shipped at times in some of these containers. And 
if people are getting great deals on these containers, you want to ask yourself why. Um, I think that's really important to make sure that, uh, you know, what was it used for? Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, you can get them new, but maybe it's just a one-time ship and you know exactly what they're being used for. I just think that uh, there's a health risk that that I wanted to bring up and and touch base on. Right. It's why, yeah, if there are some, if, if, if you're an individual and you're going out in on the public and you don't, you don't have a company and I urge everyone to obviously call a, a container home company. Obviously I would surely love you to call Ben at high tech container homes and, and get the exact information. Cause we only use like one time use containers and we know what was in the container when we buy it or a brand new one, because this way you've got something that's, you know, relatively new. This was only shipped once. If you knew what was inside, if it was just, you know, was it cartons, was it chemicals or anything like that? If you do come across a container and you do this on your own, um, that is one question that I think you should ask and find out because ask them was what was in it. And okay. when I mean, you find out, well, was it decontaminated? Was it, was it, is that why I'm getting a good deal? Why is it so cheap? Because, you know, you talk to people, well, I know containers, they used to be this amount and now they're this amount. Well, you know, like anything else, if, if the price is really low and good, there's, you got to ask that question. Well, why, why is it this way? If the norm is this way, you know, in this price. So I think that's, I think that's so very important, but uh, Ben, why don't you give out a contact information? So this way, anybody interested in, uh, looking into building a container home can give uh, high tech a call. Uh, I think it's better just to go to the website because then you can see a lot of the de designs that we have ready to go. The extension one is kind of interesting for people that are just looking for a backyard mother-in-law suite. The um, the living area extends out and expands back in to to save space. Um, and I think we have several other two bedroom, one bedroom, single container options on there. And it's hightechcontainers.com. That's good. All right, Ben, thanks so much for your time. And hope uh, hope you recover from that COVID and uh, be back with us real soon. Thank you. All thanks right. Time. All right. That was Ben Powers from High Tech Containers. And uh, we're going to take another break. So don't go away. You're listening to Boxcar Network on Star Worldwide Networks. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies' three valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. When choosing a roofing contractor, make sure you evaluate the roofing company. Look into the following things. Make sure they are licensed and insured for your protection and peace of mind. Call the Better Business Bureau and make sure the company you choose is in good standing. Look for a company with a proven track record that offers client references. Keep a healthy skepticism about considering a low bid. Many fly-by-night contractors provide below-cost bids but they are often uninsured 
and perform substandard work. At Kaiko Roofing, we're crazy about quality and we'd like to be your roofing contractor. For more tips, visit us online at kaikoroofing.com. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And uh, one of the things that we want to talk a little bit about, because I, I guess some people who might be on the fence a little bit about, well, you know, it, it it's all sounds good, and it's a new alternative to to buying, you know, buying and building a home. But I, I, I think Mel brought up a good point during the break. We're talking about um, are you – doing a minimalist lifestyle say that three times fast <laughs> minimalist, minimalist minimalist lifestyle and if for for somebody who he's like what is she what is he talking about tell us a little bit about that well i mean you don't want to go into my closet cuz i am clearly not living a minimalist lifestyle right now but um, we have I, to work on that. Yeah, no, i actually do <laughs> uh, i would love to have a container home uh, here soon but uh, what we were basically just talking about is, you know, you have options. Um, if you're looking to just have one container and that's your tiny home, then obviously you need to downsize your life. You need to downsize the clutter in your life, all the things that you have. Um, you know, your kitchen becomes smaller, your appliances become smaller, um, you know, the the closet space that you're taking up. Um, things inside that home become transitional. You know, like I was saying um, earlier, uh, when it comes to furnishings, you know, maybe you have a hydraulic lift bed that you've got storage underneath um, the coffee table or some kind of a table, same thing, you know, a dining room table that stacks back. You can also do the stacking chairs um, that you can actually hang on the wall. Um, and they just kind of look like a little um, decorative box, same thing with the desk. But if that's not what you want, you have options of, you know, combining these containers to create larger spaces. Robin and I were chatting about kitchen and, you know, what if you wanted an entire container that was just for your kitchen and your dining room? And then we open up that space and create the living room right next to it with beautiful, you know, maybe multi-slide uh, doors that lead out to an amazing deck. And maybe that container is now placed on some lake property that you've purchased that it's uh, far more affordable to get that there, you know, than, than building a brick and mortar and, uh, you know, sticks. And um, I just think that there are options, but if you are looking to just do a single container, then obviously you need to have that minimalist mindset and that lifestyle, and that is something that you want. And I have to tell you, I know many people that live that way, and you know, even with tiny homes, um, and it is life changing. I mean, again, good design can change the way you live, and you don't have to have an overabundance of everything in your life. It feels very freeing to be able to say you could, you know, pick up that container and move it if you needed to if you needed to absolutely yeah. right you know and that's one of the things you brought up a good point for people that want to have some type of home or even if it's a a small retreat near a lake or something like that it is a whole lot easier to bring a unit in to a certain place and just 
you know, do the prep work, maybe do a slab for it and then sit it right on there because you're only dealing in that situation, you're only dealing with one unit, which is which is is piece of cake. You bring it there, you set it up, you hook it up, and and you're and you're enjoying you're enjoying your vacation, which is really good. The one thing that I want to let everybody know about, you know, obviously that Mel and I both live here in Phoenix. Um, Phoenix is actually has the distinction of having the tallest residential uh, condo community. That's we'll right. call it eight stories high down here in Phoenix, in downtown uh, Phoenix at Third Street in McKinley. It's called Ida, I-D-A. And uh, we're going to actually be having the uh, one of the co-developers on the show here coming up soon that uh, I'm working with. And uh, hopefully we'll get a tour. Mel and I will get a tour through there. And we'll get some video at the same time so you can see what we're talking about, how much you know, that what the interior of some of these container homes could look like. They built this, Mel, when I first saw it, I was just totally blown away. They built it with 66 40-foot containers. That's right. Eight stories high, and it's just amazing. If, you, if you're if you out there, Google uh, Ida uh, container homes in Phoenix condos, I'm sure one of those things will bring it up, and it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. They actually did that. Um, you know, giving a little some of the statistics about what's going on here when we talk about containers, you know, back in the uh, the global container uh, market size back in 2017 was 44,768,000, uh, and that was the market size. And now they're estimating that it's going to be over 73 million by 2025 and you know thinking about 2025 is not that far away and the thing is that you know container containers are not going we're not going to run out of containers because we as an importer uh we import more in this country than we export so we have a huge amount of containers coming in you you see those pictures on television those ships carrying hundreds and hundreds of thousands probably of containers on there um and they look they look like they don't look like as much until you get up close and i've seen some of those out like in the port of long beach in california and there's just so many of them out there that you'll be able to go out then and once they're empty they're like where do they go they don't go back because it's cost too much to send them back empty and we don't have enough product and stuff that we export to be able to, to get rid of them so there's stockpiling in different areas around the country um the first actual permit that was uh, uh, taken out to build a container home was back, I believe it was 1987. And it, it has grown since then. And it was just uh, it, it, the idea of building container homes has been around for a while. You know, and our uh, our uh, our good friend Dan Hayden, which I know if you've listened to Image Home Improvement, in the past here on the show has been with us. He's going to come on in, in coming shows and tell us a little bit about the history of container homes, especially when it comes to the military, because the military was using containers long before it became, we'll call it fashionable right. to be able to use it, you know, in the residential aspect. So I think that's, uh, 
I think that's going to be really interesting. So if you like a little history on it, I like to know the history of a trend that's coming. And obviously, this is a trend that's that's not going to stop. And I think uh, the more information that we can give out every week, you know, in the different areas that uh, are going to be, that people are going to be asking questions on. And we utilize that that idea based on the questions that we get asked and we try and give information out, not just by phone calls and people that are interested in getting contact us online, but as well as the different things that you could, you could conceive. Cause I think, you know, you get a lot of ideas, I'm sure with interior design. Well, you know, well, can I have this or can we do this or how can we do this? And I think that's going to be even more important when they ask that, well, well, how do I get, how do I get the kitchen here and the laundry room here and, and all of that. And, you know, what kind of cabinets we have, you know, what kind of appliances we have. And that's the other thing about energy efficient appliances that, you know, to save money on your electric bill. And, you know, I think that's so very important. Uh, Mel, what would you, what kind of uh, recommendation would you give to our listeners for those of them who are out there wanting to think about building a container home? Well, I'll tell you what, I think that um, really they just need to, one, think about their lifestyle and uh, what changes are they wanting to make. Again, going with that minimalist lifestyle, um, what is that situation? I think that um, it is a way of the future. Um, I want to also bring up something, too. You know, here in the United States, I think we are just so used to living big Everything is big. Yeah, everything is and big. And go for to sure. Europe, and that's not how they live. I mean, they are buying their food daily. They are cooking fresh. Their appliances are far smaller scaled. Um, you know, there's a two burner instead of six. Um, it's just a completely different lifestyle. So I think if that is something that you're wanting to change and Look, like I said earlier, if it's not and you want to add multiple containers to keep that, you know, bigger space, you can do that. But I think most people looking to um, build container want to kind of minimize their footprint and their lifestyle. And um, quite honestly, I think it makes for beautiful design. And those containers were built to stack. So you could have what you know we would say you know back east like a row house where you've got that long narrow um, property that has multiple levels think about something like that Um, it doesn't have to be the you know brick and mortar it can be the container home and you can still have that type of structure set up Um, so again i think it just really depends where are they trying to build uh, where is the property what does that look like um but I, I really don't see this going away. I feel like this is just going to keep moving forward. And I think you're going to see a lot more uh, in downtown area. Um, it's just easier to build. And obviously, it's hip. You know, that's yep. everybody, uh, the younger crowd is really interested in that. And uh, I have a lot of clients right now that are really um, looking at, um, you know, what that footprint looks like and how can I help save the earth and, and, um, I think that that's a, a big part of it. So, yeah. And I think it's so very important. Like we talk about the, we'll call it the the inner city, not just here in Phoenix, but, but all over the country. When you talk about, you know, um, you know, you go th- through, I mean, every city that I've ever been to, you go through a certain part of the town and it's like 
you know, it, there, it, it's, it looks like it's been there forever. It could be run down and stuff like that. In, in cities like Phoenix have been revitalizing certain areas, you know, with those new downtown city lofts and do this. On the other hand, too, doing a container community in you know, some of those different areas are going to revitalize the city, and it's only going to get better. You're going to get somebody there, you know, who's going to be able to have a nice place to live as well as to work in the inner city. You're not going to have to travel too far if you're, you know, working in the city. So I think it goes hand in hand, and uh, obviously it can be put up quicker than, you know, um, you know, a regular, you know, high rise. Agreed. When you think about that, but um, we want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today. It's been a great first show and we have many more to come and we want to make sure that you check out uh mel's website mel what's your website so you can let all the listeners know yeah uh you can reach me at alvainteriorsaz.com i'm on instagram at alva interiors and facebook at alva interiors az Okay, and uh, Boxcar Universe is going to be live and well here very soon. The uh, Boxcar Universe website is still under construction, but it will be coming out there. But we do have our Boxcar Universe Facebook page, so we'll be sending out all kinds of information out there, too. But we want to thank everybody. And we want to thank our guest, Ben Powers, from High Tech Container Homes, for being with us today. And again, a thousand kudos to our Fabulous show producer, Robin Cote. And Robin, I I miss my sound effects, but I know you have some more coming. So we'll work on those in the near future. Thank you all. And uh, make sure, let us help you containerize your lifestyle. Have a great week.